Section One of Child Harold's Pilgrimage, Canto Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Alan Mapstone. Child Harold's Pilgrimage by George Gordon, Lord Byron. Canto the Fourth, verses one to nineteen. I stood in Venice on the Bridge of Sighs, a palace and a prison on each hand. I saw from out the wave her structures rise, as from the stroke of the enchanter's wand. A thousand years their cloudy wings expand around me, and the dying glory smiles o'er the far times where many a subject land look to the winged lion's marble piles where venice sat in state throned on her hundred isles she looks a sea sibele fresh from ocean rising with her tiara of proud towers at airy distance with majestic motion a ruler of the waters and their powers. And such she was, her daughters had their dowers, from spoils of nations and the exhaustless east, poured in her lap all gems in sparkling showers. In purple was she robed, and at her feast monarchs partook, and deemed their dignity increased. In Venice, Tasso's echoes are no more, and silent rose the songless gondolier. Her palaces are crumbling to the shore, and music meets not always now the ear. Those days are gone, but beauty still is here. States fall, arts fade, but nature does not die, nor yet forget how Venice once was dear the pleasant place of all festivity, the revel of the earth, the mask of Italy. But unto us she hath a spell beyond, her name in story, and her long array, of mighty shadows whose dim forms despond, above the dogeless city's vanished sway. Ours is a trophy which will not decay with the Rialto, shylock and the moor and pierre cannot be swept or worn away keystones of the arch though all were o'er for us repeopled were the solitary shore the beings of the mind are not of clay essentially immortal they create and multiply in us a brighter ray and more beloved existence that which fate prohibits to dull life in this our state of mortal bondage by these spirits supplied first exiles then replaces what we hate watering the heart whose early flowers have died and with fresher growth replenishing the void such is the refuge of our youth and age the first from hope the last from vacancy and this worn feeling peoples many a page 
and may be that which grows beneath mine eye yet there are things whose strong reality outshines our fairyland in shapes and hues more beautiful than our fantastic sky and the strange constellation which the muse o'er her wild universe is skilful to diffuse i saw or dreamed of such but let them go they came like truth and disappeared like dreams and whatsoe'er they were are now but so i could replace them if i would still teems my mind with many a form which aptly seems such as i sought for and at moments found let these two go for waking reason deems such overweening fantasies unsound and other voices speak and other sights surround i've taught me other tongues and in strange eyes have made me not a stranger to the mind which is itself no changes bring surprise nor is it harsh to make nor hard to find a country with a or without mankind yet was i born where men are proud to be not without cause and should i leave behind the inviolate land of the sage and free and seek me out a home by a remoter sea perhaps i loved it well and should i lay my ashes in a soil which is not mine my spirit shall resume it if we may unbodied choose a sanctuary i twine my hopes of being remembered in my line with my land's language if too fond and far these aspirations in their scope incline if my fame should be as my fortunes are of hasty growth and blight and dull oblivion bar my name from out the temple where the dead are honoured by the nations let it be and like the laurels on a loftier head and be the spartan's epitaph on me sparta hath many a worthier son than he meantime i seek no sympathies nor heed the thorns which i have reaped are of the tree i planted they have torn me and i bleed i should have known what fruit would spring from such a seed the spouseless adriatic mourns her lord and annual marriage now no more renewed the boo centaur lies rotting unrestored neglected garment of her widowhood st mark yet sees his lion where he stood stand but in mockery of his withered power over the proud place where an emperor sued and monarchs gazed and envied in the hour when venice was a queen with an unequalled dower the swabian sued and now the austrian reigns an emperor tramples where an emperor knelt kingdoms are shrunk to provinces and chains clank over sceptred cities nations melt from power's high pinnacle when they have felt the sunshine for a while and downward go like lawain loosened from the mountain's belt 
oh for one hour of blind old dandolo the octogenarian chief byzantium's conquering foe before st mark still glow his steeds of brass their gilded collars glittering in the sun but is not doria's menace come to pass are they not bridled venice lost and won her thirteen hundred years of freedom done sinks like a seaweed whence she rose better be whelmed beneath the waves and shun even in destruction's depth her foreign foes from whom submission rings an infamous repose in youth she was all glory a new tire her very byword sprung from victory the planter of the lion which threw fire and blood she bore o'er subject earth and sea though making many slaves herself still free and europe's bulwark gainst the ottomite witness troy's rival candia vouch it ye immortal waves that saw lepanto's fight for ye are names no time nor tyranny can blight statues of glass all shivered the long file of her dead doges are declined to dust but where they dwelt the vast and sumptuous pile bespeaks the pageant of their splendid trust their sceptre broken and their sword in rust have yielded to the stranger empty halls thin streets and foreign aspects such as must too oft remind her who and what enthralls have flung a desolate cloud o'er venice lovely walls when athens armies fell at syracuse and fettered thousands bore the yoke of war redemption rose up in the attic muse her voice their only ransom from afar see as they chant the tragic hymn the car of the o'ermastered victor stops the reins fall from his hands his idle scimitar starts from its belt he rends his captive's chains and bids him thank the bard for freedom and his strains thus venice if no stronger claim were thine were all thy proud historic deeds forgot thy choral memory of the bard divine thy love of tasso should have cut the knot which ties thee to thy tyrants and thy lot is shameful to the nations most of all albion to thee the ocean queen should not abandon ocean's children in the fall of venice think of thine despite thy watery wall i loved her from my boyhood she to me was as a fairy city of the heart rising like water columns from the sea of joy the sojourn and of wealth the mart and otway radcliffe schiller shakespeare's art have stamped her image in me and e'en so although i found her thus we did not part 
perchance e'en dearer in her day of woe than when she was a boast a marvel and a show i can repeople with the past and of the present there is still for eye and thought a meditation chastened down enough and more it may be than i hoped or sought and of the happiest moments which were wrought within the web of my existence some from thee fair venice have their colours caught there are some feelings time cannot benumb nor torture shape or mine would now be cold and dumb end of section one